from the historic Loretto Abbey Chapel. With the kind cooperation of the Toronto Catholic District School Board, the National Catholic Broadcasting Council presents The Daily TV Mass. Good day and welcome to the celebration of the Daily TV Mass. My name is Monsignor Sam Bianco. The televising of this Mass is made possible by the contribution from Jose Diaz from Hamilton, Ontario. This Mass is offered in thanksgiving for the blessings received for the departed souls of the Diaz and Vargas families, in particular, Maria Diaz and her sister, and her sisters, Humberto Diaz, Maria da Gloria Diaz, Francisco Vargas, Teofilo Diaz, Jose Diaz Vargas. May God protect the unborn, abandoned, and orphaned. For hope when things seem impossible, may we find grace in God and for special intentions. Our thanks to our donor for the gift of the televising of this Mass to the faithful of Canada and around the world. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. The grace and peace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God our Father, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. And with your spirit. Today we celebrate the feast of St. Angela Merici. To celebrate this Mass in a proper manner, we seek the Lord's mercy and forgiveness. You were sent to heal the contrite of heart. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. You came to call sinners. Christ, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. You are seated at the right hand of the Father to intercede for us. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. May Almighty God have mercy on all of us, forgive us our sins, and bring us all to everlasting life. Amen. Let us pray. May the Virgin St. Angela never fail to commend us to your compassion, O Lord, we pray, that following the lessons of her charity and prudence, we may hold fast to your teaching and express it in what we do. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God forever and ever. Amen. A reading from the second book of Samuel. David did what displeased the Lord. So the Lord sent Nathan to David. Nathan came to him and said to David, there were two men in a certain city, the one rich and the other poor. The rich man had very many flocks and herds, but the poor man had nothing but one little ewe lamb, which he had bought. He brought it up and it grew up with him and with his children. It used to eat of his meager fare and drink from his cup and lie in his bosom. And it was like a daughter to him. Now there came a traveler to the rich man and he was loath to take one of his own flock or herd to prepare for the wayfarer who had come to him. But he took the poor man's lamb and prepared, for, and prepared that for the guest who had come to him. Then David's anger was greatly kindled against the man. He said to Nathan, as the Lord lives, the man who has done this deserves to die. He shall restore the lamb fourfold because he did this thing and because he had no pity. Nathan said to David, you are the man. Now, therefore, the sword shall never depart from your house, for you have despised me and have taken the wife of Uriah, the Hittite, 
to be your wife. Thus says the Lord, I will raise up trouble against you from within your own house, and I will take your wives before your eyes and give them to your neighbor, and he shall lie with your wives in the sight of this very son. For you did it secretly, but I will do this thing before all Israel and before the son. David said to Nathan, I have sinned against the Lord. Nathan said to David, Now the Lord has put away your sin. You shall not die. Nevertheless, because by this deed you have utterly scorned the Lord, the child that is born to you shall die. Then Nathan went to the house. The Lord struck the child that Uriah's wife bore to David, and it became very ill. David therefore pleaded with God for the child. David fasted and went in and lay all night on the ground. The elders of the house stood beside him, urging him to rise from the ground, but he would not, nor did he eat food with them. The word of the Lord.
The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to St. Mark. Glory to you, o All day long, Jesus had spoken to the crowd in parables. When evening had come, Jesus said to the disciples, let us go across to the other side. And leaving the crowd behind, they took with them in the boat, just as he was, other boats were with him. A great windstorm arose and the waves beat into the boat so that the boat was already being swamped. But he was in the stern, asleep on a cushion, and they woke him up and said to him, Teacher, do you not care that we are perishing? Jesus woke up and rebuked the wind and said to the sea, Peace, be still. Then the wind ceased and there was a dead calm. He said to them, Why are you afraid? Have you still no faith? And they were filled with great awe and said to one another, Who then is this that even the wind and the sea obey him? The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Wind and sea. My brothers and sisters in Christ, uh, the wind and sea can be so marvelous, so benign. Certainly for the disciples, uh, the fishermen, uh, the wind and the sea were crucial. Uh, needed the wind, of course, to, to move back and forth across the Sea of Galilee and, and the sea, because that's the bounty. That, that's how they made their living. And, and they needed that, uh, the fish to be there, to be able to go out every day. So the wind and the sea, in a good way, enforced who they were and made their lives possible. At the same time, the wind and the sea weren't always benign. Uh, the Sea of Galilee, as we know, in reality, is a very small, self-contained sea. And sometimes from both sides of the mountain, almost out of nowhere, a, a windstorm can come up and the sea can become really turbulent and swamp boats and, and overwhelm the fishermen. And so there's a tremendous a threat to life in a sea uh, that can just destroy already all their catch, but also destroy them. And, and the disciples lived in, as fishermen in that reality of a, a nature which was benign and good in sometimes, but other times could be um, horrendous and malevolent and, and also points to things like tornadoes and hurricanes and floods. In our story today, Jesus performs a very singular and unique miracle, a nature miracle from the depths of who he is, from being the father, the son of the father, he certainly cares about what happens to the disciples, but he also stills the storm. He calms the storm. And that to the disciples points to them and to us that Jesus is a human being as you and I are, but he's something more. He has within him the power, the potential, if he chooses, to take nature and turn it around on its back and where there's turbulence and chaos uh, to bring uh, uh, calm and peace. 
It's one of the, the miracles. We know Jesus, in addition to his deep humanity, is a miracle worker. We also know he's a discreet miracle worker. In some ways, he's almost reluctant to perform miracles. Part of the reason is he wants to people, people to focus attention on their own responsibility, but also on the Father. He doesn't want to be seen as magic. He wants to be seen as building up trust and confidence in the Father and leading all people to the grace of the Father and to bring them communion with the Father. Um, he certainly, his miracles were always meant to save people, uh, whether it be the healing of the lepers, the healing of the blind man. The miracles were for people and to bring them uh, to life. And there's no such thing as a miracle without faith. A miracle is a reality that's beyond the ordinary, that comes from the power of God, but engages the faith of people. Every miracle that Jesus is associated with, he either calls people to faith or asks them in faith to come to him and to see what is going on. And so we go back to, to the reality of nature miracles. Uh, nature, as we understand the, the, the cosmos, the world, everything that is not human, but included in the creation around us, um, people say, where does that come from? Is that an accident of history? Or is it uh, simply that in quantum physics, uh, at a minor level, something comes together, and in relativity, something comes together, and out of nothing, this cosmos 14 billion years ago was created? Or some people say, no, no, there's no initial creation. There's an eternal recreation. It comes from, from different realities. Well, the world in which Jesus lived in and the world which we ascribe to is uh, nature is all the elements of quantum physics and of relativity, of Einsteinian relativity, but it also is a reality that points to the intentions of God. As much as God created human beings, he also created the sun and the moon and the stars and wind and rain and animals and everything that goes to form the context of who we live and who we are and how we live. And into that reality of nature, God also gave us the benefits and we sometimes suffer the destruction but he gave us the responsibility for taking care of creation. Our creation, nature, is a gift from God meant to be used by you and me. And that creation is not to be despoiled. It's to lift up human beings. And certainly, um, since the conference in Dubai, we have learned that we have a responsibility for nature. We're not only victims of nature, we can shape and influence it. We can shape and influence it in destructive or bad ways by despoiling it, or we can help to turn it around and make it more livable. We can use our responsibility. Now that responsibility for nature, then, now, 2,000 years ago, requires discipline and sacrifice, doesn't it? Discipline not to us to spoil nature, and sacrifice, if we are to save nature, all of us have to share in that procedure.
Now, we're not always going to succeed. In our own lives, we're not going to succeed in completely saving ourselves. And in trying to redeem nature, we're not always going to do it and immediately. But what lies behind this is the truth, that nature too was created by God. All of nature groans in one great act of giving birth. And so with ourselves, we want a transformed body and in nature, we seek a new earth and heaven. So we do the best we can to preserve and protect nature and live in it. But we also look forward to the day with hope and optimism that as our bodies will be transformed, so will nature. And together, we will walk and join nature in being part of God's eternal and lasting kingdom. Nature is our friend. Nature is God's creation. We are part of that beauty. Please, will you join with me and we'll offer our prayers and petitions to the Lord today. For those in our daily TV Mass Pretensions book, we pray to the Lord. Lord, In a month dedicated to the holy name of Jesus, we pray as a community of faith that his name will bring peace and reconciliation to our families and the world. We pray to the Lord. We take for a moment, please, to pray for our own personal intentions and for those people for whom we love and care for, we pray to the Lord. Lord, Lord, the world is filled with the bounty of your goodness. May we treasure it, protect it, and together, walk together into your new heaven and your new earth through Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. Blessed are you, Lord God of all creation, for through your goodness we have received the bread we offer you, fruit of the earth and work of human hands. It will become for us the bread of life. By the mystery of this water and wine, may we come to share in the divinity of Christ, who humbled himself to share in our humanity. Blessed are you, Lord God of all creation, for through your goodness we have received the wine we offer you, fruit of the vine and work of human hands. It will become our spiritual drink. Blessed be God forever. Contrite hearts, Lord, wash away all my iniquities. Cleanse me of all my sins. Thank you. Pray, sisters and brothers, that my sacrifice and yours may be acceptable to God, the Almighty Father. May the Lord accept the sacrifice at your hands for the praise and glory of his name, for our good and good of all of us. As we proclaim your wonders, O Lord, in the, in the Virgin Blessed Angela Merici, we humbly implore your majesty that as her merits are pleasing to you, so too our dutiful service may find favor in your sight through Christ our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. Lift up your hearts. We lift them up to the Lord. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right to trust. It is truly right and just our duty and our salvation always and everywhere to give you thanks, Lord, Holy Father, Almighty and Eternal God. For in the saints who consecrated themselves to Christ for the sake of your kingdom, it is right to celebrate the wonders of your providence by which you call human nature back to its original holiness and bring bring it to experience on this earth the gifts you promise in the new world to come. 
And so with angels and saints, we praise you as without end we acclaim. font of all holiness. Make holy, therefore, these gifts we pray by sending down your spirit upon them like the dewfall, that they may become for us the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ. At the time he was betrayed and entering willingly into his passion, he took bread and giving thanks, broke it and gave it to his disciples saying, take this all of you and eat of it. For this is my body, which will be given up for you. In a similar way, when supper was ended, he took the chalice and once more giving thanks, he gave it to his disciples saying, take this all of you and drink from it. For this is the chalice of my blood, the blood of a new and eternal covenant, which will be poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this in memory of me. The mystery of faith. Save us, Savior of the world, for by your cross and resurrection you have set us free. Therefore, as we celebrate the memorial of his death and resurrection, we offer you, Lord, the bread of life and the chalice of salvation giving thanks that you have held us worthy to be in your presence and minister to you. Humbly we pray that, partaking of the body and blood of Christ, we may be gathered into one by the Holy Spirit. Remember, Lord, your church spread throughout the world and bring her to the fullness of charity, together with Francis, our Pope, Francis, our Bishop, all the clergy and all the people of God. Remember also our brothers and sisters who have fallen asleep in the hope of the resurrection and all who have died in your mercy. Welcome them into the light of your face. Have mercy on us all, we pray, that with the Blessed Virgin Mary, Mother of God, with Blessed Joseph, her spouse, with the Blessed Apostles, Saint Angela Marici, and all the saints who have pleased you throughout the ages, we may merit to be co-heirs to eternal life and may praise and glorify you through your Son, Jesus Christ through him and with him and in him. O God, almighty Father, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all glory and honor is yours forever and ever. Amen. At the Savior's command, informed now by divine teaching, we dare to say, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. 
Deliver us, Lord, we pray, from every evil. Graciously grant peace in our days. That with the help of your mercy, we may be always free from sin and safe from all distress as we await the blessed hope and coming of our Savior, Jesus Christ, for the kingdom, the power, and the glory. Lord Jesus Christ, who said to your apostles, peace I leave you, my peace I give you. Look not on our sins, but on the faith of your church and graciously grant her peace and unity in accordance with your will, who live and reign forever and ever. Amen. The peace of the Lord be with you always. And with your spirit. Let us offer one another a sign of the peace of Christ. God. Behold him who takes away the sins of the world. Blessed are those called to the supper of the Lamb. Lord, I am not worthy that you should enter under my roof, but only say the word and my soul shall be healed. Please join me now in this act of spiritual communion. My Jesus, I believe that you are present in this holy sacrament of the altar. I love you above all things, and I passionately desire to receive you into my soul. Since I cannot now receive you sacramentally, come spiritually into my soul so that I may unite myself wholly to you, now and forever. Amen. Let us pray. Renewed by partaking of this divine gifts, we pray, O Lord our God, that by the example of the blessed Angela Merici, bearing in our body the death of Jesus, we may strive to hold fast to you alone through Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. The Lord be with you. Amen. The Almighty God bless you, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Let us go in peace to love and to serve the Lord. Thanks, thanks, God. Our thanks to our donors for the gift of this mass.